Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is July 15, 2022, Friday, and today we're reading from the big book in Bill's story, page 14, the last paragraph for one paragraph. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Anne Marie M., the 12 Traditions, Bonnie B. Reader of the text is Vanita L. Page 164 is Dara L. The newcomer greeter is Loretta M. And second hour host is Barbara P. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is the, oh, the reference numbers. I'm sorry, gotta go back. Reference numbers. So, reference numbers for Thursday, July 14, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting. Is 19,179. So that's 19179. The 10 a.m. meeting is 19,180. 19180. So now we're on to the preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So we have someone unmuted. If you could check, star one to mute your phone, please. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. A vision, at a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I've asked Anne-Marie M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. Through God's grace, recovered from compulsive overeating and I was recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our life over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for your service. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Next up is Barney B. with the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you so much, Trust, for your service. Good morning, everyone. Bonnie B. from the state of Minnesota. Recovered for today by the grace of God and so grateful. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise less problems of money property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never to be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always remain, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions. Ever, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for allowing me to serve, and I will pass. Thanks, Bonnie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop in sharing what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months, and there's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. The meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book means to us. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone except the speaker's phone should be muted. Today, we're going to resume our study of the big book and Bill's story, page 14, the last paragraph. My friend had emphasized, ending on top of 15, with, with us, it is like that. And I have, Benita Ellis, want to start off with the text for us. Yep, recovered but not cured in Georgia. 
My friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs. Particularly was it imperative to work with others as he had worked with me. Faith without works was dead, he said, and how appallingly true for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again, and if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. So I have a friend who is, she calls herself compulsive reader, but she's still trying to do it her way. And I watch how she struggles and, you know, she tries lots of stuff and fails and whatever. And, um, you know, I really learned and it, vision really drove it home for me, though I've been in 12 steps for over two decades. I really learned in vision how much it was because I always you know, did service and sponsored people and stuff. But I'm really getting how this has to be like in all areas of my life. And doing the 11th step of the third part, which is remembering, I'm working to try to remember God throughout the day and um, be consciously aware of my connection throughout the day and be asking for guidance, even with like super simple matters, like left and right turns, you know, checking in and, um, and asking, which is, it's a a discipline. It's a discipline, but that's really bringing things into all of my affairs, bringing spirituality and the principles of the program into all of my affairs. And I thought when I got to, 12 steps and they said you never graduate I was like I'm a total rebel I'm like I'm planning on graduating trust me I'm not hanging around with you all for very long and I've just gotten that as the longer I'm in this the more I have to up my game because I have to enlarge my spiritual life it always needs to be deepening it always needs to be growing and I sponsor I have a busy schedule and I um, sponsor a, a lot of people and I love sponsoring even this week which is a pretty jam-packed week I was like oh god you know I have to fit in you know these calls and rearrange them and blah 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 but they they keep me sane those working with those people watching addicts come out of their pain watching them come into their right minds there's really nothing better in the world. And so, um, yeah, I keep enlarging my spiritual life because of course there's going to be certain trials and there's certainly, there's always, you know, ups and downs in life. There's challenges. And I was super glad I just met a challenge yesterday where I used my voice and I just made it super clear after struggling in this clinic I work in, you know, just saying, you know what, I wasn't negotiating anymore. It was like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I thought, if they don't like it, they're going to fire me. But this makes my day manageable. So that's part of work in the program, right? Connecting the spirit, figuring out um, what has to happen here. Thanks. Thank you, Benita. So now we're going to open up the the line for sharing. And... uh, 
Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so others can share their experience too. So if you shared in the last two days, step back, please, for others. So I heard Harlan. Jen A. Janet Tina Jan, Jen. Tina. Is what? Somebody before Tina. Janet. Janet. Is this Janet B? Yep. Uh, Anne Marie. Anne Marie M. All right, we got Anne Marie. Who else? Loretta H. Loretta. You want me to stop with you, huh? You want me to go walk around. Dara L. All right, Dara. Let's take Nancy I. So we got Nancy, but I didn't get the first initial of your last name. R. R. Okay, Nancy. That's a great list. Harlan, Jen, Janet, Tina, Emory, Loretta, Dara, and Nancy. Harlan, you are up. Is that me? Okay. Yeah, that's you. Sorry, Russ. I need you to time me because it's just me and two owls out here. And it's only 93 degrees right now, so it's nice and cool. I wanted to get my walk in. Anyway, I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. This paragraph is as important as any paragraph ever put to paper because it is a warning. It is an instruction. It is absolutely paramount. I have a disease that is permanent, progressive, and if unchecked by recovery, fatal. Let's take a look at the permanent and progressive part right now. I have to keep expanding my spiritual life. And I could have a question as to how to do that. So in typical big book fashion, it's going to teach me how to do that by work and self-sacrifice for others. I have to sponsor. I have to work a 12-step program. There were times in my life that because 12 was a sexy step, I worked it, but not 10 and 11. So I didn't have a message. I had other times in my life where I was working other steps up to 11, and I didn't want to sponsor because I couldn't do it perfectly. And I was results-oriented. Well, I'm not in the results business. I am not in the results business. And if every person that I ever sponsored that is eating ice cream today were brought into a room, they wouldn't fit in Wrigley Field. Because I am not in the results business. I just do the best I can. I go through the steps quickly as possible because I need to get to page 89 where it says nothing ensures immunity from drinking like intensive work with other alcoholics. But to get to that, I have to remember that I'm on a mission. Clancy Immeslin teaches us that we do not get this program by absorbing spiritual information. We get this program by transmitting spiritual information. When I sponsor you, at the end of every conversation, I say to the person, Thank you for helping God keep me out of the food for one more day. Because it is by your effort that I am sober and sane today. I can't do this on an island by myself. I need others. And it is in teaching that I learn. It is in teaching 
that I deepen my recovery so that the recovery becomes progressive. When the recovery becomes progressive, now I'm in, in a good place because the recovery must be permanent and progressive or I will die of this disease. This disease, it tells me it's imperative that I work with others as he had worked with me. I will not be able to overcome life's ups and downs. And I want to hear what Jen has to say. Haven't heard her for a while. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Ace. Appreciate it. Next up is Jen A, followed by Janet B. Hey, Russ. Thanks so much. Thanks for hosting the meeting today. And my name is Jen A. I'm recovered here in Colorado. Definitely not here. Just doing this one day at a time with everybody else. You know, in Bill's story, I'm so glad that we're finally to 14. Woohoo! You gave me a promise that when I, Jen, accept the 12 steps, there's going to be an effect that's going to be awesome, right? I'm no longer going to be seeking an effect from the food. Um, I'm going to know victory. I'm going to live peacefully and, and serene. Not all the time, <laughs> but when I practice these principles in all my affairs, when I'm taking and working through steps one through 12 and living it out. And it also tells me that I'm going to be confident and that God's going to give me the ability to help and serve others. And if you're here today and you're feeling like I have no purpose, I'm a piece of crap, like that was me. I used to sit across from my sponsor and tell my sponsor what a piece of dirt I was, and, and that's putting it bluntly. And he would look at me and he said, if you keep talking about yourself this way, I'm done working with you. I don't talk about myself that way today because I know that God has a purpose for me. Um, when I seek him out and when I do his will, to the best of my ability, because I'm only human every single day, he's going to give me the ability to share this with others. It's like, you know, there was a deep, dark hole in my soul. And in doing this work in these 12 steps, like there's just light beaming from me. And I always compare it to um, the little Care Bears, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, Cheer Bear, Happy Bear, Friendship Bear. It's like all of a sudden, I know it sounds cheesy, but it's like, I feel that way, right? And the light just radiates for me. That's God's light because he's taken me out of the darkness. He saved a wreck like me. And guess what? Here I am. And he tells me in this paragraph that it is absolutely necessary, right? Without any, without any holding back at all, I have to go out and do this. Not just in Overeaters Anonymous, but in all my affairs, everywhere. Serving God and God's kids. Um, and that's the best part is that I'm not wanting to seek this effect. And yeah, you know, it is a demonstration. I have to show up every day with evidence, acting and treating others and living as though what? I'm recovered. And I love talking to my sponsors every day because we always check in and say, how's your day? And I can tell you, I'm not perfect. I used like a, a, a little bit of a finger with somebody in the car a couple weeks ago because I was pissed off and needed to do a resentment inventory. You know, and I don't talk to my coworkers exactly perfect, perfect the other day because I didn't feel good. And I went back and did the work and made amends. But to the best of my ability, I'm doing it the best that I can. And then I'm going out and sharing what I'm doing, honestly and openly. I don't have to look perfect in Overeaters Anonymous. I don't have to look perfect in front of my family. In fact, I mean, buzzkill, perfection is one of my biggest character defects. So I do it to the best of my ability. And enlarging my spiritual life, that is so key. It's getting on my knees every morning and saying, good morning to you, Lord. Like, tell me what your will and your way is for my life today. Help me practice these principles Sorry. in all my affairs. And when I do that, life's pretty good, even through the rocky spots. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Jen. 
Next up is Janet B. followed by Tina S. You're up, Janet. Hi, good morning. It's Janet B., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New Jersey. So I, like everyone, love the gorgeous promises in the big book, right? The ones like, you know, we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. That's beautiful. But here in this paragraph, another promise that I don't like quite as much, and it's that there are going to be certain trials and low spots ahead. Like, guaranteed, there's going to be hard things. Um, But thank God, this book tells me what the antidote is that the only way I can get through the guaranteed trials, the guaranteed low spots, is by perfecting and enlarging my spiritual life. And if I were to guess how this book would have been written, I would have said we perfect and enlarge our spiritual life through more prayer, more meditation. But it doesn't say that. It says work and self-sacrifice for others. And that word self-sacrifice is a little tricky, I think. You know, some people say, well, I'm doing self-sacrifice. I'm kind of sitting in my air-conditioned house on my nice, comfy couch, and I'm making an outreach call. Mm, Maybe. Maybe if it's your second day in program. But by definition, a self-sacrifice means I'm giving something up. And for selfish me, that usually means giving up my time, that there's something I want to do. I've set aside time for myself to do it but I give it up in order to help somebody else. And so for me, it's important to always look at, am I giving something up in order to help somebody else? And then the question of how much self-sacrifice, how much working with others? Well, our program tells us that we spend much of our spare time helping others. So if I'm watching as much Netflix as I want to, I'm not spending enough time. And the beautiful thing, it says, if we do this, if we expand our spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, we can survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. And then it makes me think like, well, God, why do you even give me certain trials and low spots? If you love me and you want me to be happy, joyous, and free, why do I even have trials? And I know for myself, the trials are what drive me even closer into God's arms. Because that's when I realize how much I need him, how much I still can't do things on my own. So for me, trials, if I look at them rightly, are an invitation from God to come closer to him. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janet. Next up is Tina Start one, Tina. Thanks so much, Russ. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, <laughs> anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph. You know, grateful to be on the line and grateful to know that, you know, I really have, deserve it and have a seat in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous and it saves my life one day at a time. And, you know, I don't know how many years ago I was told that to read this uh, paragraph on page 14 every day in the big book, and I do that, you know, and and it's such a gift when, you know, I can really have the have the heart go with the paragraph, because when I first got here, let me just tell you, that I was not wanting to help anybody else. I was just wanting to get okay myself so that I could get out of here, you know, and, and but this paragraph over time, you know, one day at a time and doing this deal and having a spiritual awakening, a transformation, 
being a different person, me, what changes is I do, you know. It says my friend emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating, demonstrating, you know, so I've got to show this stuff. You know, I don't only, I can talk it, let me just tell you, I'm a good talker, uh, but I have to show this stuff to practice these principles in all my affairs, you know, and, and it's imperative, it's crucial to work with others as he had worked with me. You know, and one of the things that I like is, you know, that they in the book it tells me what what I need to do, and then it tells me how to do it. You know, for an effect, for an, if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life, okay, so that means I got to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life. Then he tells me how I got to do it: through work and self-sacrifice for others. And then he tells me there's going to be some no, those spots ahead. You know, and if I don't do this stuff, I'm I'm surely to drink. And if I drink, I'm surely to die. Maybe not physically, but spiritually, I'll be bankrupt for sure. You know, and, you know, I'm just like anybody else on the line. You know, I do this thing whether I want to or not because it works. But over time, you know, I'm so blessed to have people in my life today that I am eager to help. And, you know, and I, sometimes I just go, well, that's just not me. But it is me today. You know, and I love what was shared. I am not perfect by any means. Some days I'm better than others. You know, some days I'm really on, charged up. Let's do this thing with sponsors. Other days I'm like, oh, the phone's ringing again. You know, but the good news is one day at a time, I don't have to be into food. I don't have to be in any other addiction that I have. And, you know, and I, and I love what was shared. You know, we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. And I experienced that today. And I'm just so grateful. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Tina. So before Anne-Marie steps up, I just want to let you know where we are at. If you jumped on a little late, we're on Bill's story, page 14. The last paragraph my friend had emphasized, and just for that one paragraph, and it ends on page 15. So next up, Anne Maria. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Russ, for this opportunity. Um, this is Anne Marie M. in South Carolina, through God's grace, recovered from compulsive eating. This is, um, I, I circled all the musts that are in the uh, big book and all the words that mean must. And imperative is a must. Absolute necessary is a must for me to work with other people. There's no way in the world that I would be reading the big book or listening to other podcasts if I weren't sponsoring other people. And when you know, when I give someone an assignment um, with to listen to a podcast, I do my best to listen to it also. Um, I have my my granddaughter in the background who wants to say something. Um, But, you know, I do service in lots of other areas, but it is a must for me to do service in Overeaters Anonymous. If not, I know that I will. I know that I will. um, Most likely. I I don't know because God knows, but um, I'll go back to the food. And to go back to the food means to die. I don't want to be. I don't want to do that. And it's it's a miserable life. I've suffered over over ten years. The last ten years, um, in the twelve steps, um, started with a vision for you from day one. Have been recovered. I got cocky. It says in the big. I think it says somewhere in the tenth step or eleventh step where it says we are not cocky or afraid. Well, I got cocky, um, and I stopped 
um, doing things that I was supposed to be doing. Um, and for one point, I was just I was just uh, sponsoring. That's all I was doing. I wasn't living 10, 11, and 12. And that doesn't work either. I have to do all of the steps. And what joy, what joy it gives me to watch people, to see the light. I see the light bulbs come on. I, I, I call uh, the spiritual awakenings light bulbs. You know, if I have a light bulb moment, it's like it's a spiritual awakening in my eyes. And I see a lot of light bulbs go on when I'm sponsoring other people. And I'm just so grateful for that. It gives me so much to divert step 12. Um, and, you know, it's, it's essential, it's imperative, it's absolutely necessary for me. Um, and if I, if I do fail to perfect and enlarge on my spiritual life, um, that's what this is all about for me. And that's what this book is about. Is to, it's taught me to have a relationship with God, and I'm so grateful for that. That's my most important relationship today. Granddaughter or no granddaughter, God is far above anyone and anyone else. So that's what this program has given me, and I'll, I'll pass with that. Thanks. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Next up is Loretta H., followed by Darrell. Good morning, Russ, and everybody on the line, along with my precious God, who's saving my life today. Loretta H. recovered in North Carolina. It talks about absolute, and absolute is used to emphasize a strong statement. And that's what I heard from all the previous years, is that this is very, very important. I call it the gift that keeps on giving, and it's priceless, because without this, I will not survive. And I share this because this is my truth. Uh, my abstinence is practicing the principles in all my affairs because that's 1 through 12. And um, I, I do have a food plan, and it is a tool, but my abstinence is being of maximum service to God and others. It's being another bozo on the bus, being in neutrality in my life, but being of service. And um, I just need this to, it's immunity against that first bite, first drink, first everything. And I uh, go to another program, which we do the, um, it's called Reboot, and we do the 12 steps every six weeks. And every time we were on working with others last night, and it actually mentions working with others in some form or another 124 times before we even get to working with others. So this has got to be an important, important, absolute um, statement for me to keep spiritually fit. Uh, I There's a long road of reconstruction ahead, but this is one of the most important things that I have to do daily is carry this message and not carry, somebody said that last night, and not carry the person, but carry the message because I don't have that kind of strength. I can only express my experience, strength, and hope. And as other people have shared, when I first started sponsoring, I probably wanted them to get the program more than I had. But that was, again, uh, me running the show. And so today, the only thing I can bring is what I've experienced 
And then the amazing thing is, because it is a gift that keeps on giving, they give me their experience, and that helps me more than it helps them. So I just love this, and it is priceless, and all of you are priceless. My God's priceless, because today I can practice the principles in all my affairs. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Dara L., followed by Nancy R. Oh, great. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. And um, so much about this paragraph is sticking out to me. The first thing, you know, faith without works is dead. Absolutely. I cannot simply believe myself sober and abstinent and, you know, like believe um, this into fruition. I have to do the work. And also, I believe that work without faith is dead. You know, as someone who had long stretches of abstinence um, but lived in a godless universe, life was painful and I was dead on the inside. Um, you know, and um, I was thinking about th- this idea about, um, you know, not being able to survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. And yesterday I had something happen um, that. Uh, a couple years ago before I got recovered um, and abstinent, and this was prior to my to my last relapse, um, I had something happen and I became suicidally depressed and, and I ate because I wanted to die. And actually yesterday the exact same thing happened. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I was so grateful. Like the exact same thing happened um, externally, but internally, there's been a complete rearrangement of my actions and attitudes as a result of doing this work, you know, and as a result of helping others and and getting outside of myself and getting outside of the the selfishness and the self-seeking and and connecting with other people. Like I fall in love with other addicts on a daily basis. Um, And that's really important for me because I hated myself prior to, to coming into this program and prior to doing this work. But I see myself reflected in other people. You know, every time I uh, work with someone through the steps every time I support them, whether they get to step 12 or not, you know, whether I, when I take a 10 step from someone, when I talk to a newcomer, all of those things, you know, enable me to see myself and to, and to love myself and in, in loving someone else and to, and to continue to show up. And I love what was shared about, you know, this really being a 12 step program because I, I have to, I have to be the message in order to carry the message, you know, and so for me, that looks like two-way prayer, and it looks like, you know, conversations with God, and it looks like 10 steps, and um, and it looks like sponsoring, and it looks like remembering where I came from, which I can't do without working with someone who is where I was, um, you know, and, and just really making an unconditional, like today I have an unconditional commitment to abstinence, and I try my best to have an unconditional commitment to practicing these principles in all of my affairs, you know, to being honest, even when it's inconvenient, to being vulnerable and authentic, and, um, you know, and doing the right things, not because of outcomes, but because I want to be clean on the inside so that I don't have to, you know, seek a solution in food. Um, and anyways, I'll pass, but this is really a beautiful paragraph. Thanks so much. Thanks, uh Next up is Nancy R., and then we'll take another list. Good morning. It's Nancy R. from Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. So grateful to be on this line with all of you this morning. Um, 
So I was thinking, like, what's my experience with carrying the message? And um, I've been in program for over 25 years, and um, I started uh, working the steps with uh, a recovered sponsor um, last fall and working the steps through the big book and working them quickly and, you know, getting to 12 and um, getting sponsees right away and carrying the message and reaching out to newcomers. And my life is totally different today than it was um, in any other um, period of abstinence that I've had in my life. And it's about being in the steps and carrying the message. And, you know, before I would carry the message by sharing at meetings and um, and sponsoring, and I sponsored very differently. I was sponsored very differently, and I sponsored very differently. And it was, um, it, 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 I don't have the words. It, um, I didn't get what I'm getting today. I don't didn't have the recovery that I'm having today. I, I did, couldn't pass on what I'm passing on today um, because my recovery is so rooted in this big book and the 12 steps, and um, that's what I pass along to my sponsees, and that's what I have to pass along to them. And every time I read with them in the big book, I get more revealed to me, and I can relate in and identify in to this, to what is being what we are reading uh, in a different way, and I get deepening spiritual experience. So I am so grateful for this group and for um, the the warning, the warning in this in this paragraph. You know, like that's a big warning, and you know it's always been there, but it was I, I didn't. I didn't learn it like I've learned it now. I didn't accept it. I didn't surrender to it like I've surrendered to it now. So um, I'm just uh, full of uh, hope and uh, gratitude this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Nance. Appreciate it. So we're going to take another list of sharing. And if you shared in the past two days, please step back. Well, I'll just get a chance to share their experience of strength and hope regarding this passage. And the big book on page 14, Doctor's Opinion, the last paragraph. Who would like to share on it? This is Larry. Sherry okay, I got Larry. Sherry. I got Larry. Sherry. Sherry D. What's that name again? One more time. Hold on. Christy. Christy. Yes. Then the next one there. Zoe D in the UK. Very. Zoe. Z O E. Zoe. Yeah. Awesome. So let's take one more. We got one room for one more. I think we'll be right right on time there. Who else? All right, let's go with this uh, This four. Larry, Kay, Sherry, Christy, and Zoe. Larry, you're up, bro. Hey, Russ. Good morning. Larry Kay, recovered uh, composable reader from Chicago. 
you know, when I was in uh, in graduate school, um, I had lots of different professors and uh, lots of teachers, right? And um, but my my favorite my favorite psychology professor was, um, and they were all qualified to teach. You know, they had all read the books. They all they had the degrees. But my favorite one um, was was a gentleman who he was an adjunct uh, professor. Um, see, he was working with people, you know, on a on a suicide you know ward in a psychiatric hospital. So every day he could bring the words from the textbook to life because he was living the profession every day. The other professors met well and they were great and they were very qualified. And some of them were interesting, but they weren't living in that world each day. So the words rang hollow a lot of times, despite their best intentions. If I'm going to, you know, if it's imperative that I carry this message, if it's imperative that I work with others as Ebby had worked with me, that's what they're telling us, right? Ebby took him through the steps at the time. We need a person, if I want to understand how to swim, I need to go to a teacher who's swimming, and preferably a teacher who not only knows how to swim, learned one time, but is swimming every day. That person's in the water every day. That's the, that's the woman I want to learn from. That's the man I want to learn from. There's something critical about doing this, living this every day. This isn't just about being of service, many people are nurturing and service oriented. But what the book is teaching me is I have to work the 12 step take and work intensively with others. And I'll never do that if I'm not in the water every day. Because I'll, I'll feel less than and I won't be able to bring the words off the pages and I won't be able to share, you know, what what those those words mean and how to implement the steps and the pitfalls and the different things because I'm not in the water every day. This is critical that I get in the water every day. That's the 12th step. With that, I pass. Thanks Thanks a lot, Russ. Thanks, Larry. Next up is Sherry Dayfall by Christy S. Hi, it's Sherry D. from Maryland. Um, I know that the step, we do the step for ourselves. We work with others for ourselves. Um, I'm going to take just a moment to remind everyone of what it's like to be on the receiving end of this step, of the work with working with others. I figured out how to unmute my phone yesterday and introduce myself in the second half of this meeting, and I was overwhelmed with love. Um, I know the tradition tells us that there's a loving God who expresses himself through the group conscience, and um, that loving God was coming through loud and clear yesterday. My phone blew up with texts and phone calls. I was teary-eyed through most of the day yesterday with all the love that was being sent out. This group knows how to do 12-step work and knows how to do it in a way that really completely lightened up my universe yesterday. Uh, I was able to take it all in and realize that I'm going to keep coming back. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sherry. Next up is Christy S. followed by Zoe D. 
Hi, this is Christy. Can I be heard? Yeah. Great. Thank you. Christy has recovered in Massachusetts. Um, thanks all for their service. I'm so grateful to be able to share this morning. There's been a lot going on. We had a death in the family, and I felt myself feeling off. And was speaking with a fellow yesterday during an outreach call, she asked me, well, what's going on? And I said, I was between sponsees, and she said, well, have you been sharing? And I said, no, I haven't shared in quite some time. And, you know, thankfully, today's program has taught me to be willing. And um, I firmly believe that if I'm not working with others, um, that I'm back in the food, and I know that from experience. And so, um, thankfully, I've been um, gifted some recovery and um, and truly enjoy working with others and, and benefit from it immensely. So uh, I will be announcing myself hopefully at the end of the hour, and with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Next up is Zoe. Hope I'm saying that right. Star one. Hi, sorry. Um, I'm Zoe D. One second. Uh, all right, you're up. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good. Oh yeah, perfect. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Um, yeah, practice these principles in all our affairs. Um, I think when I first came into recovery, I just thought that it was going to be pretty simple and that I would just have to go to meetings and nothing much would change apart from me putting the food down. And um, over this past year that I've been entirely abstinent, I've really been practicing those principles in every part of my life. And, um, you know, the way I talk to my dogs, the way I parent, um, saying hello to people in, in the supermarket, smiling at somebody. You know, I'm not perfect at it at all, but this is what I aim for. Because it's easy to come to these meetings and say all the things and then the rest of the um, hours in the day, you know, if we're acting like we're still dry drunk, then really are we recovered? Um, and the other thing that I wanted to speak about was the giving away to sponsees and for me really what I try to give my sponsees is unconditional love because that's what I want for myself that's what I needed when I came in I took a fifth step yesterday and it was beautiful and she was she was nervous and I just said you know there's nothing you can tell me that will make me not want to carry on sponsoring you or, you know, to know you. There's nothing. I just accept you. And thank you for helping, for allowing me to be a witness to this because it's beautiful. And God works in funny ways. I didn't think that when I started sponsoring, I had anything to give or anything to bring to the table. And uh, God sent me a lot of women with... Um, ADHD and different ways of learning and that's my profession was was working with children with those those needs so I'm able to bring something it's just it's miraculous and I wouldn't change it for the world this is my new job uh, with that I pass thank you thank you very much Zoe so we have I think time for two more shares not great in math and if we shared the last two days, please step back. 
Who wants to P-P. share? Pete. So we got Pete and Jackie A. Go ahead, Pete. Thank you, Russ. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Thanks for taking the mean pal. I appreciate you in service. And uh, yeah, these there's a lot of good shares on this paragraph, and um, I think it's great. You know, like the uh, the joy that working with others has brought to you know some of our lives. And you know, you know, just in case I'm the only one out here, you know, I, I'm just gonna yeah, I may not be. There may be someone else that feels the same way. But with this paragraph, it doesn't talk about liking it. it. doesn't talk about falling in love with it. it doesn't talk about how good it's going to make me feel and how wonderful my day is going to be because I get to, you know, take outreach calls and, 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 and talk to newcomers. It doesn't say any of that. It just says I have to do it. I don't have to like it. I don't have to love it. I, don't have, I just have to do it. I've got to take my experience, my strength, and my hope and pass it on to the next sick and suffering individual. May benefit from it, may, may, have, may, may develop a long-standing relationship, and I may walk hand-in-hand in, hand in the sunlight of the spirit with the people I work with. That may happen, but it might not. And the thing that's important is that I put the work in and I try. I don't have to like it. I don't have to enjoy the outreach calls when coming to, when I've got my hands full in the middle of something. You know, I, I just have to do it. And here's the other thing. It doesn't have to be inconvenient. It doesn't have to be, you know, like, a, a, um, you know, there's, there's this mindset, right? If it, if, it, if it doesn't hurt, it's not benefiting, right? I just have to do the best I can with the time and the, and, and, and the availability I have to be a good example and carry the message to somebody else, right? But also would have go on to say in this book that a much more important demonstration of these principles lies before us in our homes, our occupations, and our affairs. And if my family feels the struggle, if my family feels the pinch of my, you know, work with other people, well, I'm not necessarily doing a good job of, of, of carrying this message, right? Because that's where the important, that's where the most important work is done in my home, my occupations, and my affairs. You know, it's not important that we come in here and get programmed. I just realized the other day that that's what when people are saying program, that's why they call it because for some reason there's this idea that I've got to be programmed to think like everybody thinks and to say what everybody says, right? I learned in recovery, I have to have the courage, the strength and the faith and the God of my understanding to stand alone, not be afraid to express what my God is inspiring me to express. With my God, the way my God has inspired me to behave and to live. If I fall short, I have an opportunity to make amends, right, and make it better. But, you know, this program has taught me that I get to trust and rely on the God of my understanding, not trust and rely on people and programs and sayings and slangs and history and this and that and the other thing. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Russ. Thanks, Pete. Next up is Jackie A. Hi, everybody. I'm so grateful for this this morning. And, um, and you know, God, a couple of days ago, didn't want me to speak. God wanted me to listen. And, and, and I really appreciate that because my program has changed um, since 38 days ago, that relapse um, on uh, 
freaking salmon, man. Um, you know, I'm really grateful because God showed me that perfectionism was roaring its ugly, nasty head before and this resentment towards work. And you know what? I have to recognize that when this paragraph says spare time, well, what happens when I don't have spare time? And what happens when I'm not making and prioritizing my time for my own housekeeping and I'm still trying to people please? Well, then I get resentful towards myself and I'll feel incapable. So I like that, you know, this paragraph, it doesn't, we're talking in the beginning when there was like, you know, six steps, 12 steps. These two guys were trying to figure it out. Then it was like 14. Then I feel like it exaggerated to 100. I don't care. It helped people. And this program for me, the a vision for you, it gave me a foundation of the 12 of the big book, the first 160 pages. It's not the damn only meeting I go to. I go to 14 meetings a week. So if this one is one day, you know, one through six, that means I'm getting recovery messages just from one tool of OA's program and, you know, the meetings. And I learned that through my sponsorship experience of being a sponsor, that I am no more than a writing tool, than literature, than an action plan, a meal plan, a food, like a food plan. I am no more than a camp in somebody's toolbox. But to me, this is a step. Like, I have to spread the message. I have to be able to walk someone through the big book where they are on their pace. Because I didn't get recovery by force feeding, drilling a hole in my head. I didn't. I got recovery from having sponsors work with me, sharing their God with my God, and somehow it working together. And that's the message I'm going to have to keep spreading. And I am an available sponsor. So can I always get on the second hour? No. I work six days a week in a clinic with other addicts. I'm spreading the message there. And I'm spreading the message to my coworkers. So I do appreciate the, you know, the diversity on this line and the diversity of the people who wrote the big book. Because to me, it's about how do we work our program and follow the 12 traditions together. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody with that staff. Thanks, Jackie. So looks like we're going to close out your last year. We have somebody unmuted there for you to check your line. So here we go. Thanks to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study, immediately following the closing. So today's share ID, Friday, July 15, 2022, is 19,189-19189. Okay, so we'll now close the reading with the reading from the big book page on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, Dara L is going to read 164, Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Okay, great. Thanks so much. I'm still Dara, still a recovered compulsive eater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass 
for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.